Hello, and welcome to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I'm your husband and GM, Zach. I'm your wife and player, Diana. And this is Series 1, Episode 58 of the Segaransa Campaign. How are you, my darling? I'm good. I'm cranky, but I'm good. Are you cranky because I made you stop binge-watching your K-dramas so that we could record? Yes. Listen, (laughs) I'm watching one from 2009. It's a very pinnacle... It's like a classic. You got to watch this one if you're going for the K-dramas, right? And I watched the Chinese version first, which was insane. And this one's a little bit more normal, and I'm slightly disappointed, but also equally as hooked. And I've only got four episodes left, and I just want to spend the next four and a half hours watching it. So here's, here's the thing. So here's my proposal to you. I love proposals. I will do a K-drama podcast with you. Okay. If you do my Neon Genesis Evangelion podcast with me, what would I? Because I think the thing that we need in our lives right now is two more podcasts. I don't disagree. My only question is, I don't know what the K drama podcast would be like because if I say the things out loud, it starts to sound ridiculous. You have to be watching it do and you? get the emotion. Mm. And I've cried three times with this one, and I know what's going to happen. I already know this story, and I've still cried three times. It's emotional. These high school kids are very, like, sincere. They're all high schoolers. They all live with someone they're not supposed to be living with. And drama ensues. Oh, no. It's ridiculous, and I love it. And I don't want to ruin it for myself by talking about it too much. Fair. That's fair. I've been uh, researching korean pop culture for a mentor text that we are writing at work and it is fascinating the government subsidy of pop culture as a national export of south korea is really really interesting don't make my k-drama science it's i mean it's i guess it's social science i guess do you want to play our rpg podcast Mm, or we this could be episode one of season one of Diana takes over this podcast to talk about her K-dramas, even though she just said she didn't want to do it. So do you remember? No, I never remember. My notes are so sad. Last week. <laughs> oh, she went to Corpse Town. The cemetery. That's what I meant. Last week, Concessão uh, escaped with uh, some rebel guards and Evaristo, met up with Messia, where she parted ways with Omin, and went to the cemetery to meet up with Root. She did not meet up with Messia. She met up with Marshiri. That is what I meant. That is very important. Yes, meeting up with Messia would be a very different thing. Met up with Marshiri. Went to Corpstown. Got resupplied. The cemetery. You made the same mistake I did. Dang it. (laughs) Went to the cemetery. Got resupplied. Did you heal or anything? Yes, I healed some. And I mainly I upped my luck. I like reset my luck. That's really what I wanted to rest for. Okay. But I did heal some. And you still have, do you still have a health potion? I used that one. Used it? That's how I got health. Uh, oh, no, I lied. I lied. I still have two healing potions. You still have two? Yeah, we camped. That's how we did it. And I ate a ration. Oh. Uh, and when we last left off, you and Evaristu were leaving the cemetery, walking back through the streets of Corpstown to the stairs. It's going down. Mm. You didn't even check in on Zofia. Can't believe you. Isn't she's not at the cemetery? Yeah, that's where you sent her. Is that where I sent her? Yeah. I can't keep. I have too many NPCs to keep track of. I have no <laughs> idea where where any of them are. Actually, I don't know if she would have been at Root's encampment. We're gonna anyway, say no. Probably. Yes, she for sure would have been. Okay. Well, I didn't see her. 
No, you didn't. It would break my heart to say goodbye to her. <laughs> and so I didn't. Okay. I was a coward and I left. It's very fitting with Concession. You play this game. and Evaristo are walking through the streets of Corpstown uh, at probably nine or ten, right? Let's say if mm, um, the GM. you guys went out shortly before dusk, the fighting started at uh, at dusk, at sunset, and we'll say the fighting has been going on for about an hour or two. So it's nine or ten, which... What? Dusk is at eight? Is this the summer? Yes. Did we establish that? I and I forgot? We, I think we established that it was summer in like the first episode and then didn't do a lot with that. It would be so smelly. Yes. Which we have talked about. Mm-hmm. I'm just now realizing how smelly Concession is. Oh, yeah. And she's trying to hook up with all these people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's she so very smelly. Yeah. That's so gross. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, it, it literally changes nothing because they would also be swelly. Smell, smelly? Swe- smelly. My tongue got confused. Um, but it's re- irregardless because that's not a word. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Listen, regardless, it doesn't matter. Concession and um, Evaristo are, they're, they're walking. Okay. It is dark. Um, how are you making your way through the city streets? I assumed erroneously, look at me, I can use SAT words, I assumed erroneously that it would be light enough within the city that we wouldn't have to carry a torch or something. I think normally Corpstown would be well lit. Yeah. It, at this point, the streets around you are eerily silent, while in the distance you can hear clanging and shouting and screaming uh, blocks and blocks ahead of you. But... Around you, the buildings are dark and and, and quiet. The sort of eerie ghost town quality that you never would have expected from Corpstown. Are there lights by the steps that we could follow? Or is this the sort of situation that we have? Like, are you trying to make me use up my inventory and use a, a lantern? Or, like, could we just start walking towards the distant light? Like, at the end of the tunnel sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yes. I think you can see lights in the distance. Not just from, like, the steps, but from the city beyond the steps. Mm -hmm. But I think for, like, the streets and the debris directly in front of you... We're going to need a light. Things are still very dark. Okay. I have adventuring gear. Nope. No, I don't. I got rid of that because I wanted a sword. We have nothing. Can can he have a light? Yes. Could we have picked that up at mm -hmm. camp? Yep. Evaristo has lit, what, a torch, a lantern... What, what, is, what did he say, grab? I'm going to say a lantern. Okay. No, a torch. A torch. A torch would make more sense. Because you could use it. It's quick. It's easy. You could use it as a weapon if necessary. And relight it if it falls. Whereas a lantern might be harder to do. Okay. So, so yeah. Evaristo has uh, a lamp in... Or, a torch. Uh, we just said a torch in one hand. And uh, in his other hand, he's like uh, loosely holding the hilt of his sword. And the two of you are... Did you say running, walking? Walking briskly. There's a lot of debris. Yeah. As the light uh, of his torch illuminates the path in front of you, and you two are are almost at a jog, making your way back. Yeah. Because we need to go back to murder Mithia. Mm -hmm. She's the only one I set out to murder. I keep saying this, and I don't think people believe me. She is the only person I have set out to murder. And watch. She'll be the only person I don't murder. Do Do you talk to Evaristo at all? 
Yeah. I think I want to ask, like, how he got caught. Like, what? Essentially, I'm asking, like, what happened to you? Uh, he's jogging along with you, and he goes, um, I was asking around. I was trying to be careful, talking to some of my close friends, uh, a friend of mine, Diego, and uh, another city guard, Patronilia. We were trying to put together a, a group of like-minded city guard, and I must have asked the wrong person because they came for me at my parents' house. Or no, they came for me at my house and arrested me. Messiah interrogated me for a bit, but luckily I didn't know where you were. And I think as he's like saying this, you can see the light from the torch like illuminating the big, like he has huge black like bruises under his eyes Mm -hmm. um, and like dried blood underneath his nose. Are they still like black, black or are they starting to yellow? They're definitely like they're starting to yellow. Okay. And he goes, um, and that's when they took me with the other city guard that they arrested to the to the stairs. He goes, I wish I knew more, but all I know is that this is Messiah's last grab. Wow. He's like, we need to get back there and make sure that she doesn't win this fight. Because if she does, there's not going to be any stopping the city guard. I have every intention of not allowing Messiah to win this fight. I will say Petronelia and Diego are a part of my squads. He kind of like looks shocked at that. He goes, you met them? They wanted to go after you. And we kind of met up in the same place trying to rescue you. And it has led us here. He, he kind of smiles a little bit. He goes, this is all for you. <laughs> he goes, well, I'm glad that you met up with them. They're they're good people, and I think they can help us win this. I think he kind of like looks off into the distance and he goes, even when Messiah's gone, we still don't know who is organizing the chasers. Messiah? He shakes his head. He goes, I don't think so. She's been talking about contacts and people in the city. Messiah is power hungry, but I don't think she organized this. I think she took advantage of it. Well, a very simple solution would be to get rid of the city guard altogether. Start anew. I know any of the guilds would be happy to have you. He goes, I'm not worried about my job. I'm worried about what's going to happen to the city. Could you roll... Could you defy danger plus wisdom? Okie dokie. I'm going to try my metal dice again, guys. This is... They better not fail me. Is all I'm going to say. They did better this time. Uh, It's an eight. You keep jogging in silence. Mm -hmm. That is when you notice that there are more than two sets of footsteps in this otherwise silent ghost town. Can I silently and without large body motions signal? Can I try to, without large body motions and silently, signal to... Evaristu, that someone is behind us, or next to us, or in front of us, that we're being followed. With, like, a look. Like, I'm trying to look at him and be, like, make faces so that he, like, gets it. (laughs) I think you look at him, and you make a face, and he kind of turns his head to the side and just, like, looks at you and has no idea what you are trying to indicate. I am going to discern realities. 
I like attacking. I'm very good at that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also good at discerning realities. I got a set. I got a ten. Okay. What is about to happen? Can I just real quick? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw a comment in there while you're thinking. Mm-hmm. The order in which you ask these questions when you have a ten is so important, and I always feel like I fumble that. I always feel like I ask the wrong questions first, and then the other questions either become useless or irrelevant or already answered. That is a huge component of this that just adds a level of stress that is unnecessary for a 10. I rolled a 10. I should not be this stressed about the things that I do with a 10. Mm-hmm. It's very, very frustrating. So you are jogging and you see, I think from the roof, uh, just to the side of you, uh, this small pomegranate looking orb with a lit fuse falls from the rooftop uh, just in front of you and Evaristu, maybe 10, 15 feet in front of the two of you. I could have rolled a one and seen that. I rolled a 10. I know. And that is what happens. Mm. How do you react to it? I rolled, I get two other questions. I'm mad at you right now. I know. I'm mad you're, at you. you're still going to get those two questions. I promise. <sighs> How are we running? It doesn't matter. I push. The two of you are running down a uh, a fairly narrow but like wide for Corpstown Street. I meant which side was I on? But that, but it doesn't matter because I'm just gonna like shoulder check him into the first doorway that we come across. Okay. On whatever side I can shoulder check him into. All right. Yeah. Uh, you do it. You shoulder check him, uh, and you basically slam Everisto through a closed door. Yep. Uh, luckily, it gives way pretty easily, and he goes tumbling inside with you following after. As you hear the loud boom, uh, and you see the alleyway lights up in flames, and Everisto still like has a hand on his torch, but it's like kind of sputtering a little bit, mm-hmm. and he's like backing into this living room, and he goes. What what was that? What the hell was that? I think I know what is happening now. I don't even know if I want to ask my questions because I think I know what's happening, but I'm going to. What here is not what it appears to be. About the situation, I don't care about this house. Though. Yeah, I, I mean, what what does it appear to be? That we're being attacked? I have a suspicion that oh, I know what's happening, but... I think what is happening that it doesn't appear to be is that that grenade was obviously not thrown to hurt you. Oh. It was obviously thrown far enough away that um, it was not intended to actually hit you. Well, now I don't think I know what's going on. What should I be on the lookout for? I mean, obviously, under, are, other than the person who threw the grenade. Are these people my friends? Are the people throwing the grenades my friends? That's my theory right now, Um, is that they are my friends. You hear a voice from, like, the other side of the street go, uh, hold on. I was trying to practice this voice earlier, and all of my voices sound the same, and I'm going to do better next season. Conceição Cortez. I'm holding something in my hand and I drop it exactly like I just dropped my pencil. And I roll my eyes and I go, Esteban? I yell it really loud. Did I get it right? Is that him? No. No. I think Esteban had more of like a whiny voice. He like kind of like, Esteban was kind of like, no. No, I don't think so. I don't know. I didn't do character voices. It's not Esteban. Who is it? Do I recognize the voice? No. Oh, okay. Well, Uh, I guess Esteban. Yeah, this this masculine male voice uh, goes, uh, no, not Esteban. My name is Nunu. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. 
Yes, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Okay. Okay, I'm so excited. Diana is so... I have no idea how Sound's reacting, but Diana's so excited right now. Evarisa says, who the hell is Nunu? I asked three questions, but can I take one of those answers back and ask a question? Damn it. Do um, I know who Nunu is? I know I, that's not. I, but do do I know? I'm asking the GM, and you get no. to tell me. Mm-mm. Okay. So I look at um, Evaristo, and I go, I, I have no idea who Nunu is. I think the voice is getting closer now. You hear him like coming out from an alley. Is his voice far enough away that Evaristo and I feel like we could try to make a break for it? It is across the street, and definitely like it started from the rooftop, mm-hmm. and it sounds like he's like coming down like a escape or a ladder or something okay i look at evaristo and i go no one in this town who knows my name is my friend we should leave um and i think i grab evaristo's hand just like in every doctor who episode and romantic comedy ever mm-hmm. i grab his hand and lead him away beautifully through the door like we're gonna run out into the street yeah i assume there's no other exit through this house corpstown houses don't always have an exit yeah that's true okay as you exit this house Mm -hmm. you see like just a little bit behind you uh coming out of a dark alley lit by the fire in the road in Mm -hmm. front of you or like in the direction you were going steps a man and he is tall and like what's the word i'm looking for endomorphic is he tall dark and handsome i do not know what endomorphic is endomorphic is uh like wide uh, wide and thick with maybe like slightly shorter arms. So he's stocky. Yes. Not necessarily like super muscular, like triangular, mm-hmm. like Dorito shape, but just like just a thick person. I kind of want to say like Dave Batista like, but this guy's his face is handsome. He has a, Ooh, a handsome man. Uh, of course, he's a handsome man. I have to give Sal all of the boys. Um, I think his hair is cropped short uh, and he's very like dark uh, dark complexion, dark mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, he steps out of this alleyway and he goes, Gonsal Cortez, I'm here to take you home. I don't know you. You're not taking me anywhere. So uh, Nunu smiles a little bit and he... How white are his teeth? I want to know how gleaming they are. Like, is there an anim- anime ping? No, they are not as... No, Everistu is the, is the oh, gleaming teeth. I love him. Nunu is the... Like Nunu will chop down a tree for me. Yeah, Nunu's the Everisto edgy brooding me. guy. Everisto will cook me a nice dinner. Yeah. yeah. Everisto's like kind and sweet. Esteban is whiny and shady. And Nunu is... I mean, Esteban you know, hasn't been a love interest for some time now. Yeah, I know. You really bailed on poor Esteban. Listen. I did think about having Esteban come in, but... Yeah, no. We did not end well. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I decided that he really is just a coward. Yeah. I really like the name Nunu, so I'm quite excited about this. And Nunu, we're going to fall in love while he's dragging me home. But that's not going to happen until after I murder Messiah. Uh, Nunu kind of like, he smiles and he reaches into a satchel at his side and he pulls out this uh, this little, like, uh, like a six inch glass vial. And he like kind of tosses it in his hands and he goes, No, Constasau, you are coming home. Uh, and he throws this vial at you. I shoot my arrow. Wait, no. Wrong character. <laughs> Sorry. Did I do you... have an arrow. I do have a... I do have an arrow. I have an arrow. I have a crossbow. But I didn't say if it was equipped. Can it be equipped and can I shoot my arrow? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess so. I shoot my arrow. 
Guys, for context, I play a character who always rushes in, but with her arrows. So different than Concessao. Very who, different. Who rushes in with her rapier. I see. They're different characters. So, uh, so like, as you were le- leaving the mm-hmm. house, you, like, got your crossbow well, out? I think I would have had it out because we were escaping someone who was yelling at me. Like, I would have mm-hmm, been at the mm-hmm. ready. And then I assume we're kind of, like, standing off. Did yeah. Stop. Is that how you stay, stand Having off? a standoff? Having a standoff. Is there not a way to do it with an ING? Girl, I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway, we're having a standoff, so we're looking at each other. He's throwing a thing. I think I'm going to shoot it red style. Oh, you're trying to shoot the, the vial? Yeah, red style. Okay, uh, roll... I'm not shooting him, though. Yeah, I don't know if this is hack and slash or if it's defy danger. It sounds like it's defy danger, right? You're trying yeah. to shoot this thing with decks? Yeah, I agree. All right, yeah. These dice almost failed me, but my very dexterous fingers saved the day once more. I do it with a seven. You fire, and your bolt hits this vial, Mm -hmm. and the vial explodes. And when it explodes, the contents of this vial burst and foam and expand rapidly in the air uh, until they slam, uh, I think, at your feet. And I think... Some of it splashes up, and I think uh, it hits Nunu in the shin. Good. Not Nunu. I'm sorry. Everistu. No. One of these days, I'll learn characters. Is that the fourth character who I've, like, said the wrong name? I don't know, but I really think we should make dolls, and then when you're talking about someone, you just, like, bring up their (laughs) doll so we know who we're talking about. This foam hits the ground and then splashes forward and hits uh, Everistu in the leg, and then it quickly hardens and tightens so he's got a cast on yes it's it's more like sticky more like like uh like a taffy or a gel than like a hard cast but it is it is this foamy solid tough stuff Mm -hmm. that now is forming like a small like maybe taking up like a third of the street in front of you Mm -hmm. while the fire is taking up the back is behind you so we're trapped Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, I mean, you could probably run through the fire. It would be dangerous, but you could run through the fire. Yeah. But also, Everistu is stuck. Is uh, he stuck to the ground? Yes. It didn't, like, splash, like, you know, splashes, like, detached. They're not always connected to the rest of it. This is attached thinly. Okay. There's probably a way, like, to get it off, but he is currently trapped for a second. Uh, he, like, goes to jerk his leg backwards and finds himself stuck and almost falls over. Okay. Uh, and Nunu is running at you now. I draw my rapier. I'm just trying to think of what I do with my crossbow. Do crossbows have like shoulder straps? Yeah, let's say this one has like a let's say this one has a strap that you've been you've had it yeah. around your shoulder and it can hang at your side. Okay, so I do whatever I have to do to keep my crossbow with me, mm-hmm. but not lose it. And I draw my rapier, and I the ge- the gel has completely hardened. Yes, into like this very stiff taffy like. And substance. he's running on it. Uh, no, Nunu is just running at you. How is he running at me? Because there's a running? wall of this stuff. I think I run to meet him. Because um, if he brings the fight to me, then Evaristu is kind of trapped because his foot can't move. So I think I run at Nunu. Okay. Element of surprise. Ha! All right, yeah. Nunu pulls out a whip. Somehow I knew he was going to have a whip. When he pulled out the bottle, I thought he was going to pull out a whip and, like, whip my hand. Really? Yeah, like Indiana Jones. That's legit what I thought was going to happen. Okay. I should have said something. This would be much cooler. Um, He pulls out a whip. Mm-hmm. I disregard it and continue with my rapier. 
All right. Because I am a very confident woman. <laughs> okay. Uh, so are you ha- are you attacking or what what exactly are it, you doing? When he pulls out the whip, is he whipping me or did he is it coiled up? I, th- I think it's still coiled up as he as he draws it from like under his like like coat. So she's quite dexterous. I feel like she could get to him before he's able to pull out that whip. And if I'm close enough, a whip is a ranged weapon. Well, it's not like super ranged, but you have to be. You can't whip someone who's standing on your toes. Yeah, this is like a, a reach and near weapon. Yeah, that's that's all I was... I'm not... I mean, the tags mean nothing to me other than if I get close enough to him, then mm-hmm. it won't work. So I think that's what I'm doing. I think maybe he pulls out the whip and I put on a burst of speed to get closer to him so that I have the advantage with my rapier. All right, so you're not hack and slashing. You're trying to like... I'm like maneuvering if okay. we were playing a different game. All right, let's uh, defy danger plus dex. Okay. I do that very well and very fast. So you close the gap? I run. And then what are you trying to do once you once you once you close that gap? I want to be close enough to him that he that it makes it more difficult for him to use his whip, but I want to be far enough away to be able to use my rapier. Okay. So I use my rapier once I hit that distance. Alright, yeah. Roll hack and slash. Okay. You you fly in uh, and he's he's pulling out the whip, but before he has a chance to like unfurl it and and get it, mm-hmm. you've already closed the distance uh, between him and you. Right, like he could use his whip as a rope, but it's not a whip. Mm-hmm. Oh, these dice are so good to me now. Um, I do it. I'm rolling with Dex, right? Because uh, I'm hitting him with hack and slash. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a ten. Okay. All right. Uh, deal your damage. And I got a six. Yes, guys, it's on tonight. Mm. Okay. Yeah, uh, your sword uh, slash... Well, actually, describe the hit. I hadn't thought about it. <laughs> I just knew I was going to hit him. So you you started motioning that I was going to hit his torso. That would make sense, I think. Mm-hmm. So I do that. All right. I slash his torso. Yeah, this this slash like cuts oh up Oh, my from... God. Sorry. Can I Zorro him? Like superficial wounds that just kind of rip his shirt a little? <laughs> and maybe there's just like a little blood, but yeah. like not a ton. Yeah. I zero him. All right, yeah. Uh, and he goes, like, flying back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think both of you are faster on your feet than you look. Uh, he was he was very quick yeah. as he was trying to, like, run in. But but you just outdid him. And after you get those, like, sou- shallow slashes, he, he dives backwards on his feet. And he uh, has his whip unfurled at his, feet's na- at his feet now. And so now I have to fight a whip. And you hear, uh, you hear a hacking... Um, from behind you as evidence to like cuts this foam mm-hmm. from his leg mm-hmm. uh, you, can his always, you can always count on evidence to do what he needs to be doing that's exactly what I needed you to do dude and I think Nunu says um, you can't go back there Messiah will kill you and I was hired to not let you die so you're coming with me and we're going back to your father or you come with me to make sure I don't die with Messiah and then I'll go back to my father. He goes, um, Messiah is not my concern. My concern is taking you home. Why don't we bet on it? And I'm challenging him to a duel. All right. He smiles and he goes, and what, what is the wager? If I beat you, you join me and Evarisu in demolishing Messiah. And you get to take me to my father. So see how it's a win for you. Even though I won. If I lose, you take me to my father now. I'm very confident. I should not be, but mm-hmm. I am. 
I think Nunu, uh, I think he raises uh, his his free hand and like touches uh, the spot on his chest where your rapier like just grazed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like touches it and like looks at the blood on his fingers as uh, Evaristo is like coming around the the foam on the other side. I think Nunu goes, um, I don't make it a policy of getting involved in other people's politics, Consasau. I keep to myself. You're not keeping to yourself now. You were paid to do a job to keep me alive. I am going to Messia, and once I'm done with Messia, I'll go home. You can follow. And I think I start to turn around. I've challenged him to a duel. All right. If he doesn't fight me, I get an advantage over him. You 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 turned around. I think I'm turning around. Uh, as you turn around, around, he uh, he whips out with the whip at you. Mm-hmm. I was expecting that, so I was on the ready, mm-hmm. and so I defend myself against it. Okay, uh, roll. Defy danger. How are Dex. you? Yeah, uh, I, that's how I'm. I'm picturing myself with my my with my rapier, like sl- like smacking it away, kind of. Like I was expecting it. I was expecting him to okay. to whip out. So yeah. I'm like yep. moving fast. Do that. I got a twelve. <laughs> all right yeah you uh use your rapier to to bat the yeah. whip away mm-hmm. uh i think it like wraps around the rapier but you like slide it up and it kind of like goes flying uh harmlessly away mm-hmm. uh and then he is uh he takes i think nunu takes a few steps forward and whips out again um and i th- i think he says uh i'm not taking your silly bets little girl you're coming home with me now uh, and then he takes a few steps and whips out with the whip again. Does this count as him accepting the duel? Because he's still, mm. he's fighting me. I just put an additional yeah, no, I condition think, on it. Yeah, I think, that's interesting because you challenged him to a duel. He, and then he's I, not dueling on your terms. But I, but we are dueling. Yeah, I, well, you're fighting. Okay. But you challenged when him you, to a duel and I think he refused. I think he you, refused the duel. When you single out a, a foe in combat, you engage them in one-on-one duel, whether they like it or not. After the duel begins, the following are true. So oh, whether okay. they like it or not, so we're in a duel. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I just I just put those additional conditions on it, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because we're in a duel. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll take that he doesn't duel me, and I'll take that plus one against him. Uh, no, no. If it's if it's whether they like it or not, then you, the two of you are in a duel. That's what it says. Okay. I've just always been very polite and said it to them and given them the option. So he's taking the whip and he's whipping me yep. again. We're closer now, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Is this the sort of thing that I could duck and roll into him? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to defy danger with Dex. My move is to duck and roll towards him so I'm in my range and out of his range. Okay. Y'all, I am crushing it. Ten. All right. Yeah. You you dodge uh, in between the whip uh, and come up just a few feet away from him. Mm-hmm. I slash his arm. I want him to stop whipping me. Okay. Uh, Roll hack and slash. That was a little less good. That was a seven. Oh, okay. You uh, you slash his arm? Yeah. His whip arm. Okay. How badly? Well, I have to do my damage. Didn't you? You just rolled a seven. I rolled a seven to hack and slash. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I rolled a seven to hack and slash. Right. So now I roll my damage to see how badly it hits, and he rolls his damage against me. All right. Yeah, roll your damage. Five. All right. So, yeah, describe your hit. I'm coming up in front of him. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming right-handedness is what I'm assuming. And so as I come up, I am taking my rapier because I'm 
I should have written this down. I have a feeling Sal is left-handed. Is she left-handed? I think she was. I think she I think she might be. So my my rapier is on the same side as his. He's also left-handed, weirdly enough. This okay. entire time in my head, he's been left-handed. Okay. I apologize. Well, then that's fine because it, I mean, it just goes back to what I was originally going to say. So he's left-handed. I'm left-handed. I'm taking my rapier and I'm crossing my body to slash up on his arm. Okay. Does that make sense? In an, so I'm slashing him on the upswing. Yeah. My rapier is making a straight line. It's a like a divide between our bodies. Okay. It's right. like that in an upward fashion. Okay. I see. To, yeah. To hit his tricep, like hit his tricep muscles. I see. I see. I see. Uh, all right. Yeah. And that familiar ribbon of blood spurts up from the tip of your sword. I'm so good at that. And Nunu, I think, dives back again, trying to get his distance. And I think Evaristu is like st- stepping and stopping forward, like trying to decide whether or not to get involved because. Uh, I don't think he, like, knows that you've made this a duel, but he feels that, Mm -hmm. like, in his chest. Like, I think when you challenge somebody to a duel, I think sometimes there's followers who would break it off, but I don't think he's necessarily one of them. I also feel like he is the type of person who would let me fight on my own before he felt like he needed to step in for Mm. me. Like, he's a city guard. There are are women city guard or female city guards and so he wouldn't just assume that I couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. I think he'd let me fight on my own. So Nunu takes this this dive back and his whip is like loose in his arm and his arm is kind of like hanging loosely as blood is pouring down it. And he uh, he smiles again, that kind of like dirty ruffian smile. And he goes, um, they didn't tell me that you were this strong, Contessal. I thought maybe the spoiled guild princess would be a little bit easier to bring back. You assume a lot of things about me. You could just follow me and learn about them as we go murder Messia. I'm going to step back for now. Uh, I think he looks at his arm and goes, uh, bringing you back is not worth the loss of my arm. You could freely come with us. I will not hurt you if you freely come with us, and I will go back to my parents once this is all over. You do not have to fight me. You can join me. No, no, I don't need to get involved in your politics or this city's politics. My only request is that you don't get yourself killed, because I need to make that paycheck. I promise nothing. And I turn my back and I walk towards Evaristu. He goes, uh, I'll find you again in the morning, Consasal. I hope you come a little more willingly next time. I give him the equivalent of the middle finger. I don't know if it's two fingers in the air or if it's a middle finger or a pinky or a hand that all the fingers are separated. I don't know. But I give him the equivalent of the middle finger as I continue walking forward away from him. All right. He uh, he starts like he Nunu backs away a little bit. Evaristu waits for you to join him. And then I think Evaristu like lets you walk past him a little bit while keeping his eyes on Nunu until Nunu's kind of out of sight. Mm-hmm. And then Evaristu rejoins you. Y'all, if I fall in love with Nunu, Diana will be very excited to say that name over and over again. I just want you to know, I love the name Nunu. Evaristu walks up to you uh, as you guys are like approaching this fire that is definitely sputtered down now to the point that you can walk over it yeah. easily and safely. Uh, and he says, um, I should have used my charisma. I didn't once think about using my charisma. I should have tried to convince him with my with my bet. Oh, well. Mm. I don't know if it would have worked on yeah. him. I don't know if you could have triggered a move on I to, Nunu. I have to soften Nunu up with my charm. 
I've turned everybody onto my side except for Missy Alternunu. Evaristo goes, uh, do you think you'll do it? Go back with him once this is over? I made a promise to Zofia that I would leave. I have caused enough damage to this city. I need to see that I can do some good before I leave. But this this place doesn't need me. He looks at you and I think like starts walking beside you uh, as you guys as you guys cross this this flaming barrier and down the streets and the fighting is getting louder now and you guys are reaching are, are continuing on your way. Can I can I just throw in a little maybe our like the back of our hands touch a couple times? Yeah. Maybe our maybe our fingers are playing like will they hold hands, will they not hold hands? It's mm-hmm. sad. Como brought the mood down. She thinks she's a disaster maker. And he goes, uh I think you should do what you think is right, Consasau. But I think that if you continue to grow here, you could do a lot of good. I don't think it's me that will do good for this city. Evaristo. And uh, yeah, you guys cross over the that smoldering fire and are heading down the road to face Messiah. It's so romantic. Okay. And I think that's the episode. No! No! <laughs> I mean, it's such a good place to stop. It was a beautiful moment. Will they kiss? Will they not kiss? Who knows? Uh, I haven't kissed anybody. No, you haven't. God, Sam, what is wrong with you? You're a big flirt. I am a big flirt. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Aw, thanks. So that's it for this week. We want to start by thanking Zach B., our editor and producer, without whom the show would not get made. We have a cat and a dog and neighbors and if you can't hear any of that that's because of zach b thanks zach b we also want to thank in love with a ghost for the use of their song chilling at nemo's place off the album healing you can find in love with a ghost at in love with please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts it means a lot to us and it helps other people to find us it's one of the most important things that you can do algorithmically to help our podcast grow this week, we want to give a special shout out to Gwyneth Gamble Jarvie, who said we dance along the fine line between too dramatic and too goofy. They also said we're lighthearted but developed, sweet but not insubstantial, and that they are so glad that they found us. We're so glad that you found us too, Gwyneth, Gar- Gwyneth Gamble Jarvie. I love people. I'm excited. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussions about RPGs and podcasts. Also, make sure to share us with all of the people that you know, especially your RPG-loving friends, or your, your friends that you think might like RPGs, or your friends who like Korean dramas, because apparently that's what this show is going to become about. Eventually. Maybe. We also want to remind you that we recently launched a Patreon so that you can help support the show. Your support allows us to continue the show and work towards improving it every month by covering hosting, the cost of hardware, and all the other work that we put into the show. It means a lot to us that people have reached out asking for ways to support us, and now you can. By joining the Patreon, you can become part of our patron-only Discord server. We will thank you on the show, and we have some other cool thank you gifts available as well. You can find the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod, and thank you again for helping us make this podcast such a great and unique show. Starting next week, we will be thanking our patrons here, so stay tuned. Thank you for joining us this week. We really, really hope we see you again next week. And until then, have a very nice day. But like, a very, very nice one. <laughs>